This, this is Bear Down Wednesday. 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 Fantastic. Welcome back to the latest and greatest edition of Bear Down Wednesdays. I am your host, Jason Bell. I straight up missed last week completely. Uh, full full disclosure, I currently live in South Carolina. I was raised in Illinois, and that's why I'm a Chicago Bears fan, but I moved here about 10 years ago. I got the family down here. It's great. And uh, I was not at work because of Hurricane Florence. Hurricane Florence can straight up eat a dick. Fuck Hurricane Florence. I'm back in work this week. I'm back doing podcasts, and it is definitely Bear Down Wednesday. Bear Down Wednesday. This, this is Bear Down Wednesdays. All right, we're back this week. You can find us on Twitter at BD Wednesdays. If you have any uh, questions or comments, send an email to bdwednesdays at gmail.com. Like I said, I am Jason Bell. We're back to talk about the mighty Chicago Bears who uh, played on Monday Night Football. Last week was Sunday Night Football, a lot of national television exposure for the Chicago Bears. Let's get to the action Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. Bears win 24-17. This game is is great for me because I thought the Bears were going to lose this game before the season started, but now I came in fully expecting to win, especially coming off the performance at Green Bay. I thought the Bears dominated. They should have won by by more, by a lot more. The Bears' defense is great. Defense travels. Defense is going to keep the Bears in most games. Uh, in my opinion, the offense is better. It's not quite there yet. I love Mitch Trubisky's mobility, and some of the plays that he makes were really nice. But the whole time, I do have to be honest, I was thinking about Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. I just keep thinking, oh, man, they could have just stayed at three and, and taken Mahomes. They could have just stayed at three and taken Watson. I think it's easy to do that, to kind of second-guess stuff. You know, everybody's on Monday morning quarterback. Everything's got, you know, 2020 vision and hindsight. Um, when it comes to Deshaun Watson, living in South Carolina, you know, I, I saw him at Clemson. And, um, oh, he's the best thing ever. And he really was in college and he very well could be in the NFL, but he seems to be coming down to earth as the NFL adjusts to him. Uh, he's still good, but he just, last year he was like historically great, which was kind of shocking to be that good. I'm sure that coming down to earth will happen to Mahomes right now. He's putting up like Brady, Peyton Manning type numbers. Uh, Mahomes, this is really, he started one game last year. This is his first prolonged stretch starting. I'm sure the league will adjust to him. He'll look different in the weeks to come. And when it comes to Kansas City and the Chiefs, they always look their best in September. This is a team when it gets cold, when it gets to be December, January, they're not known for coming through in the clutch, but they're fantastic when it's 80 and 90 degrees out in September. Um, In my opinion, the Bears have an unpredictable offense, a great defense. I'm excited for the future of this team. They're one and one, and I'm very excited for this upcoming Arizona game. Uh, looking at the numbers from the Seahawks game, Mitchell Mitchell T Mitchell Trubisky, 25 of 34, 200 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, leading rusher for the Bears, Jordan Howard, 35 yards on 14 carries, and Allen Robinson had 10 catches for 83 yards. Meanwhile, for the Seahawks, Russell, as Michael Rappaport would say, Russell the love muscle, Wilson, uh, 226 yards in the air, two touches, one pick. Uh, Rashad Penny leading rusher with 30 yards on 10 carries and leading receiver was Tyler Lockett, 60 yards, one touchdown on five catches. Uh, real quick before I get it, before I uh, transition to inside the numbers, I did want to talk about that that Packers game a little bit. I feel like that was uh, kind of a landmark game being the first game of the season. Um, let's take a look at that. Bear Down Wednesdays. Bear Down Wednesdays. All right, so the Bears opened the season on the first Sunday night football on NBC. They lost to the Mighty Packers 24-23. to 
My first takeaway from that game is that the Bears are good. The Bears are really good. The last three years I've watched a shitty team lose close games that were not nearly as close as the score appeared. Uh, it was the type of games where you're trying to trick the other team. You're trying to sneak your way to a, to a BS victory. Um, the Bears would occasionally win those, but more often than not, you would lose them. And the reason you lost them is just because the other team was better at football. But that that's not what I saw in that opening game, Bears versus Packers. In my opinion, the Bears handed the Packers their ass. I know that the Packers won. Congratulations, that's awesome. Um, 100 years of football at Lambeau, and that was the biggest fourth quarter deficit they've ever had to overcome. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. This was his trademark fourth quarter comeback from injury and deficit. Green Bay had to do all of that to beat the Bears by one point. Um, to me, it wasn't about moral victories, like it being close or play calling or third and one. Um, you know, you have a Pro Bowl running back. Pete Carroll can tell you what play you shouldn't run. Uh, this is about talent, and this is about being good at football. Uh, First-time head coach, big brother, the boogeyman, all that reared its ugly head, but it isn't the takeaway. Um, the takeaway is uh, it was deja vu. When Max scored the pick six, it reminded me of the 2006 Bears. Uh, that defense you know, carried the team to the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl era. Uh, to me, Khalil Mack, he's going to get him up to speed. He's like the new Erlacher, and I love that he's going to be the one showing Roquan Smith how to get it done. Um, I also had a flashback to 2009. When the Bears traded for Jay Cutler, it's like, oh, they finally got a quarterback. They finally got a quarterback. And then they had season opening disappointment in Green Bay. The Bears did miss the playoffs that year. It was, you know, kind of a, a grease fire. However, Chicago hosted the NFC title game within two years of that. And uh, good things are around the corner. I feel like that corner is getting closer for these Chicago Bears. Inside the numbers. numbers. Inside, Inside the numbers. All right, we're going to debut a new feature. On Bear Down Wednesdays, it's called Inside the Numbers, where I basically look at the league leaders in these stats and then where the closest Chicago Bears is as far as the Bears' development of uh, stars. All right, so the leading passer in the NFL right now, believe it or not, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, still unclaimed in my fantasy league. He leads the league with 819 yards passing. The closest Chicago Bear is, uh, of course, Mitch Trubisky. He has 371 yards passing, less than half of that. Uh, that is good for 28th. In the NFL, people looking for more yards from Mitch. That'll be a frequent theme in this episode. Uh, the leading rusher in the NFL right now, Matt Breda from the San Francisco 49ers. He leads the league with 184 yards rushing. Uh, the top bear in this category, Jordan Howard, he's got 117 yards after two games. That is good for 12th, 12th in the league. And uh, receiving the number one receiver in the NFL right now, Deshaun Jackson of the Tampa Bay Bucks, 275 yards receiving. The closest Chicago Bear is Allen Robinson. He's got 144 yards receiving. That is good for 30th in the NFL. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at some news. News and injuries and shit. News. Injuries. Shit. It's news and injuries and shit. All right. So in the world of news, uh, on Twitter, I saw that Jason LaCanfora said that the Cardinals and the Bears cannot be breathing easy about their starters. Uh, around the NFL tweeted that Nagy offers a message a message of patience on Trubisky's growth in his scheme. AP NFL, Associated Press, they tweet, Nagy understands the temptation to compare Trubisky to Mahomes. Uh, and the Chicago Sun-Times has an article, Time has come for Mitch Trubisky to take a step forward. Um, it is very clearly shit on Mitch Trubisky week. I did not watch the game because I'm married and I have two very young children. Uh, I watch the highlights, and I absolutely host my podcast on what I see on the highlights. But a lot of people are not pleased with Mitchell T and his lack of development. The 10-point stance on Bleacher Report 
The headline there, Trubisky has improved, but the Bears need more. I watched a little preview uh, about the Bears and the Cardinals on CBS HQ, and uh, their main criticism of Mitch Trubisky, bad throws, yards per attempt. He doesn't push the ball down the field. A lot of his passes are very short. You, you see, you don't see him going for 300 yards. You see him going for like 150, 200 if you're lucky. Uh, and they made, on CBS HQ, they made the, the notation that this is the second coaching staff that has held off on Mitch T, that has kept him you know, buttoned up. They don't let him throw the ball deep because apparently when he does throw the ball deep, it's wildly underthrown or it's pretty inaccurate or it might get picked. They don't trust him yet. They're saying this is a second coaching staff to show that they do not trust Trubisky to throw the ball deep. As I said, I don't watch the game. I just watch the highlights. Highlights look great. Bears won. But uh, they might have a little more insight than me on that. But it is very clearly the narrative this week is to shit on Mitch Trubisky. I'm not as down on him as everybody else. To me, the Bears are in a good spot. They're heading in the right direction. And it's not about stunting the first week of September and overreacting to every game. Um, if It's a new offense. It's his second year in the league. And it's his first year in a new offense. I think those are, that has to be your expectations. He's not going to be Joe Montana. He's not going to be Dan Marino right now. I don't know. That's just my take. But that's that's kind of the news. That's what everybody's talking about right now with the Bears. Mitch Trubisky. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. All right, so another new segment we're bringing out here, Brady versus Trubisky. Uh, we, we did it during preseason, but it was awkward. It wasn't great. So here it is with the season underway. In uh, Tom Brady's, we're comparing Mitch Trubisky to Tom Brady. This is 2002 Tom Brady. And the reason we're doing that, in Brady's first year starting, he went for 189 yards a game. In Mitchell Trubisky's first year starting, he went for 182 yards a game. So I'm trying to compare the trajectory to see if uh, Mitchell T can make that same leap to stardom that Brady did. So Brady's second year starting, 2002, his second game of the year at New York, playing the Jets. The Patriots won 44-7. Uh, Mr. Brady, 25 of 35 for 269 yards, three touches, no picks. Now, by comparison, Mitchell T, his second game uh, in his second year, starting against Seattle at home, Bears win. Mitchell T, 25 of 34, 200 yards, two touches, two picks. Um, The edge goes to Brady in that one, more touches, no turnovers, more yards. Virtually identical completion numbers, though. Both had 25 completions, uh, Trubisky, 34 attempts, Brady, 35. After two weeks, Brady has 563 yards passing, Mitch 371, not very close, and Brady already with five touches to one pick, Mitch two touches, two picks. Um, That's probably some of the downfield stuff that people are talking about when they criticize Mitch. I can understand that. I can see that now a little bit. And Brady obviously is, is, you know, pretty good. Um, We're going to keep an eye on it. We're going to see where this goes. Uh, Let's take a look at 1985. This week in 1985. 1985. This week in 1985. The 85 Bears, the second game of the year, they hosted the New England Patriots. Of course, they would play the Patriots again later in that season. But in this second game of the 85 season, the Bears jumped out to a 20-0 lead. Hold on to win 20-7. Jim McMahon of the Bears, 232 yards in the air, one touch, one pick. Walter Payton, 39 yards on 11 carries. Leading receiver for the Bear, for the Bears, Tim Reitman. I don't remember him at all, and I watched every game, so I'm very old. Tim Reitman, 74 yards on two catches, and Dennis McKinnon of the Bears, 73 yards with a touchdown. The 85 Bears 2-0 at this point in the season. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at the next game for the Chicago Bears. That's coming up this Sunday. They actually play on a Sunday afternoon 
uh, at Arizona against the Cardinals. Sneak peek. Coming up. What's next? All right, so the Bears play the Cardinals Sunday, 425 Eastern time. The game is in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, I wanted to see what is going on with the Arizona Cardinals. I went over to azcentral.com as the big newspaper's uh, website. I didn't see anything where they were talking about the Bears and what to expect from Chicago because it's Wednesday, and I guess that probably doesn't come out till later in the week. I should hold off, but, uh, you know, bear down Wednesday. Uh, the big articles up there was Cardinals coach Wilkes walking thin line between change and panic, and Cardinals need to start using David Johnson more creatively. The Cardinals, of course, are 0-2. Uh, they've lost both games by a lot. They've been blown out twice. Uh, Wilkes is in his first year coaching the Cardinals, and people are flipping out. Uh, their starting quarterback is Sam Bradford, who nobody believes in at this point. Uh, that is the definition of a retread. Everybody calling for Josh Rosen. That is their next great quarterback in Arizona, the uh, the rookie from UCLA. Of course, this game being in Arizona is the site of the famous Dennis Green meltdown. The Bears are who we thought they were. That has to be taken into consideration. Bears need to win. The Cardinals are a bad football team. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Bears need to win this game. Uh, people are making their predictions. They're saying Bears on the road. Bears with a short week. Cardinals could sneak up and get them. No. Bears need to win. Bears need to roll. End of discussion has to happen. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bell. Any questions or comments, uh, bdwednesdays at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at bdwednesdays. Of course, the podcast on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud. Take it easy. Uh, we'll catch you Sunday. Bears at Cardinals. And, of course, bear down. Peace. <laughs>